this week we have a great episode. I can't wait for y'all to hear, man. So go ahead. Well, you already press play. So let's get into it. Conversation with Jay. All right. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the people know who you are. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Quentin Ambrose. I am a realtor as well as a construction project manager. Work with Illinois Real Estate Partners as a realtor and WBF Construction as a construction project manager. Um, I've been doing real estate for a total of about five years. Um, actually licensed as a realtor for about a year now and I've been doing construction project management for as about maybe about the same time maybe four or five years all right so how did you actually get into the field of being a real estate agent um real estate I started off as investor a lot of people you hear about wholesaling so I started off doing wholesaling and learning from the gurus took a whole bunch of classes that I overpaid for or it didn't really tell me anything that I couldn't have gotten for free so um, that's how I got started and so I started off as a wholesaler and then once I was doing wholesaling I realized that I wanted to be a licensed agent all right so what exactly is is wholesaling because I know a little bit about it but get the people a little quick information about it um the short version of it is you get a house under contract and then you sell that contract to somebody else for a fee so that's the quick answer to what wholesaling is of course it's a whole lot of other obstacles and things in there that you will have to do but it's really that simple though like if right now if you wanted to sell a house and I say okay yeah I'll sell this you I'll buy this house from you for 50,000 and then we sign that contract and then I either assign that contract over to somebody for a fee or I jack the price up and I turn around and sell it to somebody else. So that's a a quick version of a wholesale deal. So is that like the, like, I want to say like one of the easiest ways to get into real estate? Because you don't have to go to school to... Financially. Financially, yes. That's probably the easiest way because... It's a lot more to real estate than just finances, and people don't understand that part. Like, um, marketing is a huge part of real estate, and you can market with zero dollars whether you're wholesaling or whether you're a licensed realtor. And your real estate business is not going to move if you're not marketing. So, in marketing, it's always going to be tough whether you're wholesaling or you're a realtor. So when people say easy I think they're more talking about finances and you don't really need a, as much startup costs if you're doing wholesaling versus other areas in real estate the financial aspect is that where the passion came from or like my passion to be in real estate uh -huh. the lack of <laughs> the lack of finances um, my passion for real estate came from me growing up homeless and so like bouncing around from city to city, home to home, homeless shelters, and never really having a stable house kind of indirectly created that passion for real estate and the passion to want a home. And then it created a passion to help other people who might've been in my same situation to acquire homes. So I like working with first time home buyers, people who actually want to acquire properties because that's what my passion for real estate is. Um, 
like I'm, I deal with a lot of couples and a lot of people that have families, like one family in particular, they have six kids. And so they brought all six of their kids to the showing and it was for a house that they wanted to put an offer on. And just seeing these kids run around and smile and be happy in this house is the reason why I do real estate. All right, so what advice would you have for somebody like a young guy, young kid, that was out here they didn't know what they wanted to do they they may be in between of i want to go to school or i want to be an entrepreneur so what advice would you give them if they saw real estate as, as a lane for them um if they saw real estate as a lane with with anything involving business involving decisions that are going to be life-changing or that can affect yours or other people's life you have to know why you're getting into it and what you want to do like there's a million different avenues in real estate you can go be an appraiser you can be an inspector you can be a realtor you can be a lender it's a bunch of different avenues so you have to know what you want to do and then at the same time you can just learn by failing you can take your shot at something and you don't like it and move on to something else but definitely always try to figure out what you want to do first like that's the first thing you want to do is know why you're doing it and what, what exactly you want to do. And then if you're still having trouble with that, just start putting towards some action. Um, get some information, get knowledgeable about real estate and the different aspects of real estate and then put that knowledge to work. Okay, so a lot of people are becoming more, more in tune with uh, credit. And they understand how important a solid and good credit score is. So you got a lot of apps out here where people are personally building their credit. So what would you say is the ideal credit score if you're looking to purchase real estate? Ideal credit score is 800. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but ideally, if you're at a 680, you should be good to go. The lowest that you can qualify for a mortgage is 580 for FHA mortgage. But if you're at 680, you should be good to go. And more than just your credit score, you want to focus on your credit profile, which credit profile would be like those late payments, the credit mix, whether you got revolving credit or installment credit. So more focus on your credit profile than your credit score. If you got a good credit profile, your credit score is going to reflect that more than likely. Um, and then another thing, like it's programs and things out here where they're not really so much concerned with your credit score, but more about your ability to pay. So um, definitely try to keep your debt down, your debt to income ratio, that's gonna be a huge factor. So definitely try to keep your debt down and your income up, as well as save for your down payment if you can. But there's a bunch of different avenues that can help you with that. So um, as far as credit, focus more on your credit profile Make sure you don't want to do any late payments. Don't do a bankruptcy unless you just absolutely have to do a bankruptcy. Um, no judgments. Don't let anything go to collections. And if you focus on that and you have that, you'll be good. Your credit score is going to reflect that. So, Do you, okay, so let's say right now, I'm like, Q, I want to get into, um, I want to purchase my first home. My credit may not be where it needs to be. Are you in a position where you can connect that person with other people that can actually help them? Definitely, definitely. I definitely can connect you with um, credit repair people and 
they can give you an exact timeline on how long it's going to take based off what your credit report looks today they'll let you know okay you need at least six months if you do one two three or you'll need two months if you do one two three so i definitely have people on my team that can help with credit repair yes all right so let's say i have seven properties and i want to sell all seven of those properties this year can i do that on my own or would it be wise to consult a real estate realtor well, in the state of Illinois, you cannot sell all seven of those on your own unless you are a licensed realtor or in certain cases you can be an attorney and you can do those transactions. Um, as far as why would you consult a realtor, you got to think about it like this, okay? We are professionals. This is what we do. This is what we study. This is how we live and eat. So it's like, would you go and you want to learn how to play basketball, right? Would you go on the street corner or would you go up to the park and just find somebody or would you try to contact Michael Jordan or would you try to contact Kobe Bryant or LeBron James or somebody that you know that is a professional? Even if they're not on that high of a level, you can go to a J.R. Smith or anybody that's a professional is who you're going to want to get your information from. Um, also with that, where you can say where there's a lot of people that run camps or something and they're not professional but they are because they've taken the time out to figure out how to build that camp how to get the knowledge to build teams and that's exactly what realtors are some of them better than others yes but we're all professionals we all seek the knowledge we all are tested and state licensed so um, we are going to have that knowledge for you is and that's pretty much the reason why you should reach out to a realtor um, and also just ask questions to, to, to make sure that they do have that knowledge. Okay, so uh, when, when somebody buys a home, are they just buying that home or are they buying the land that's attached to that home? In most cases, okay, let's go with a single family non-mobile home in most cases yes you are buying both of them but like i said that's in most cases you still want to always do your due diligence ask your attorney ask the closing agent whoever is handling the title ask them okay is the land included with this in most cases it is but real estate there are so many different avenues and and there could be a case where the land is owned by one person and the house is owned by someone else. So definitely um, do your due diligence and make sure. And it's just a matter of asking your attorney or a closing agent or a title agent, asking them that question and they should have that answer for you. As well as your, your real estate agent. If your real estate agent is plugged in and they're plugged in with attorneys and they're plugged in with the title company, and you don't feel comfortable asking or you feel like you want them to do that, then you can definitely ask them and they can get that information for you. All right, do you consider, so let's say right now we, we're in Oakland, right? And where we grew up was the south side of Chicago, west side of Chicago. And we understand what's going on in our communities. So would you say it's more, or is it not more, but is it better to invest in in the properties where you can make the most upside or is it best to take a solid investment 
in a community where you know everything is already laid out for you, basically? Um, I can, I'll answer in the way I would do it. So, if a property has a whole lot of upside and it's making me money right now, absolutely. <laughs> because it has upside and it's making money right now. But what if it has upside and it's not making money right now? From there, that's when you have to be able to do that due diligence and you have to really plug in. And trying to judge real estate markets is extremely difficult because there's so many things that can affect the real estate market. So usually people plug into politicians, they plug into the lawmakers, they plug into the, the quote-unquote movers and shakers when it comes to trying to um, invest based on upside. So take, for example, a neighborhood like Inglewood, which some people feel like it's the perfect time to invest in Inglewood. The property values are extremely low and slowly but surely they're going to climb back up and there's going to be a lot of upside in those properties. While others feel it's a terrible neighborhood, it's always going to be a terrible neighborhood and they won't invest a dollar in it. So it's up to you to actually go and talk to people who are thinking about doing investments in Inglewood or whatever neighborhood that you're you're thinking about investing in it's up to you to do your due diligence a lot of people skip that part like do your due diligence don't be afraid to talk to people don't be afraid to go to your alderman's office ask them about new developments that's happening in the neighborhood or any alderman's office like if you're gonna invest in real estate you have to really be plugged in like don't just for lack of better terms half-ass it okay so do you do you think investing in real estate right now in the current landscape of landscape of America do you think it's it's wise to invest in real estate right absolutely. now absolutely absolutely you want good interest rates invest in real estate you want to make money invest in real estate the part that people don't know like when you're investing in real estate you're controlling the demographic so a lot of people think about like okay how can I change my community or make my computer community better invest in real estate if you own the whole block <laughs> I mean politicians are gonna they're gonna want to talk to you more because you own the whole block like literally you own the whole block you know how much money they make off of tax revenues from real estate so like owning real estate is extremely powerful it's always going to be powerful and they're not making more land it's not gonna happen <laughs> okay so let's say unless you're in dubai or something like that <laughs> okay so let's say all right speaking on the land and do you think it's wiser to to purchase your own land and, and build a brand new home or is it smarter to just hold the land just keep it in pocket 10 20 years a developer come by and drop a bag in your pocket um, that would all depend on location i think um, again, from my standpoint, I would get the land and build on the land myself because I want to be a developer. So I'm speaking from a developer standpoint. Um, I know a lot about structures and what it go, what goes into building structures. So I'm able to just spat that out without kind of thinking about it. Like I would build on the land myself. If it was 20 acres, I would try to make it a cul-de-sac myself. I wouldn't 
per se sell the land off. I would try to do the deal myself. But that's because I know a lot of what it takes in order to get structures built as far as foundations and soil abatement and whole and irrigation and all that good stuff. So first explain in your words what you think gentrification is and is gentrification bad? Okay. This is this is extremely uh, extreme complex answer to this question because we always look at gentrification like black people are getting displaced, right? But as a professional, I kind of have to look at it as an overall standpoint, right? So I'm gonna look at it in this sense. Let's look at Inglewood. Actually, let me backtrack. Gentrification is good if poor people don't get left out in the process. Okay. Again, gentrification is good if poor people or less fortunate people don't get left out in the process. Oftentimes they do. Because usually we look at gentrification is they're gonna push all the black people or all the people of color out and they're gonna bring in people, usually Caucasian, that are either um, middle income or higher. A lot of times when they gentrify, they go higher than middle income. So that pushes the poor people out. But let's look at it if you weren't poor. Let's look at it again if you owned the whole block and then they came and gentrified this neighborhood. Now your property value just increased overnight. So it's not bad for you. So it's as far as gentrification goes, if the group of people that's being displaced, if they can come together, like we've tried to see in several instances, Robert Taylor Holmes, different, if the people that are being misplaced, if they come together, they think more of an ownership level, then they're gonna benefit from that gentrification, in my eyes. So, what do you think is, is holding us back as a community as far as getting involved in this in in rehabbing our own community do you think it's a, a lack of education do you think it's a lack of education or a lack of opportunities speaking about black people when you say yeah. our community lack of education at this point honestly I can't really even say it's a lack of education lack of opportunities at this point I don't I don't know if I can truthfully say it's a lack of opportunities. It's a lack of a group of people that just at this point don't want to do it. Honestly, like that's the hard truth. Y'all don't want to do it because if you wanted to do it, you would be doing it. Plain and simple because when you want to go get how or pop a bottle, you do it without question. So the world we live in, a lot of the real estate knowledge I got right now, I got it off looking at YouTube and then applying it. I got it off Googling. I got it off Facebook. It's so many ways that we live in. It's easy to get information. So it's just a matter of you applying yourself. So you cannot use I don't have the knowledge as an excuse. Okay, you can get the knowledge. You can get enough knowledge to go and own something. And it don't take a year for you to get this knowledge. It takes about 30 minutes for you to figure out how to buy a property, honestly or own a property so no um 
lack of opportunity. If my dad didn't start a million companies, I would say yes. If I didn't work for my brother-in-law who's very successful with a black-owned company, I would say yes. If I didn't see my aunt that works for the city of Chicago and she built herself up in a construction field that's really very prejudiced towards women, she built herself up at, to a supervisor, I would say yes. If I didn't see all these things, I would say yes. And, and people will say, well, you got all those opportunities then because you're around those people. No, they just worked for it, to be honest. Certain people, like, you want a lot of stuff or they say they want a lot of things, but they don't want to work for it. Or they're, man, these people aren't going to give me this or they're not going to give me a chance. Nobody's going to give you a chance, no matter what your skin color is. If that was the case, it wouldn't be more poor white people than it is poor black people. For some reason, people forget that the word trailer park trash exists. And when they say trailer park trash, they're not talking about black people. And so, and those same people are unemployed on welfare. So you can look at it like we don't have the opportunities. I say go create your own opportunities, go find your own knowledge and then apply it. And it's, that's how it goes. It might take some time. Well, not might, it's gonna take some time to get to that level you wanna get to. But yeah, those two things, that's not an excuse. I think right now would have been like literally the perfect time. Like you said, you can come together with a group of people. So if anybody out there has been unemployed and they've been partaking in a, the pandemic relief, just think about it. That's $4,000 a month. And if you can team up with, with six other people and bring that bring four thousand to the table with six people that's twenty four thousand you can purchase a property right exactly and then in the next payment bring another twenty four to the table and you can rehab that property and then sell that property or you can pull equity out right exactly so it's a million different ways that people can get into real estate but i think right now everybody is thinking as an individual and i think that's what holds us back a lot of time that's i think that's been since after Martin Luther King, all the, the great leaders, I think that's been the problem in the black community. And like everybody is thinking about just themselves, to be honest. And even the people who don't think about themselves, like um, something can happen to where it's one bad apple ruins the whole bunch. And so they wanna be open to everyone but they've seen so many different things where it kind of closes them in now so that's that's definitely that's the main hurdle and really any poor community is the lack of togetherness the lack of thinking about others and to me i think that's the key to life is righteousness and if you treat everybody righteously you wouldn't have a lot of the things that's going on and that's for people period not white black everyone should treat each other righteously and we'll be good we wouldn't even be having this conversation to be honest all right so let the people know the best way to get in tune with you if they want to sell their property or they were interested in buying a property oh and the best way to contact me is 773-357-6527 i'm available from 7 a.m in the morning yes i'm available from 7 a.m in the morning 
to 10 p.m. at night. If you call me and I don't answer, send me a text. I guarantee you I'm going to get back to that text. Um, that's the best way. You can also look me up on Facebook at Quentin Ambrose. That's my first and last name. You can look me up on Instagram at QUE underscore global. And any of those platforms, send me a message and I'll definitely get back to you. All right, man. I hope y'all took something valuable from from this conversation. This is actually the first conversation with Jay. So hopefully I can bring more individuals that can pass knowledge and pass information. And that's our goal. So I want to thank you, you know what I'm saying? Yep, definitely, definitely. For coming Anytime. through, being the first on the, on the show. So I appreciate you. Yep, definitely. Thanks for giving me a platform. Um, thanks for doing what you do. Um, in case y'all didn't know, um, Think Ill Marketing, they handle all my marketing, all of my Facebook posts. Um, they handle all of that for me. So definitely, if you're a business owner or you're looking to start a business, marketing, marketing, marketing is very huge in any business, and they market for any business. So definitely look up Think Ill Marketing and let them help you out.